Hello, welcome to the PCR Sports Show with me, Dipam, here on PCR FM, coming to you live uh, here every week, six till seven. We're the only sports show on the only sport on the only radio show in Peterborough. Uh, and what a show we've got for you tonight! Uh, more about that in a moment. Uh, it's a show for fans by fans. Uh, you can get involved anytime you want uh, through our social media channels. Uh, you can get us on uh, Twitter at Sports PCR or search for PCR Sports on Facebook. And yes, yeah, let us hear from you and uh, we can give you a mention. We can talk about what, any subjects you want to raise. And uh, yeah, please, please do get in touch. But uh, tonight's show, we've got a packed show with lots of information. Uh, Lots of things for the fans out there. Uh, talk about various sports. Uh, main things we're going to talk about is the ice hockey and Peter United. Uh, the championship action is back this weekend after an international break. Uh, I've got uh, brilliant guests in the show uh, on the show today. Starting with Tom Lee from the Phantoms. How are you, Tom? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, very well, thank you, sir. Uh, good to have you on. It's good to be here. Yeah, you're the press officer from Peter Phantoms. I am. Yes. Excellent. It's good to, good to have you. Um, I say Peter United on as well, and uh, an exclusive interview, interview with Darren Ferguson, so do stay with us for that. Don't go away and uh, hear more about Posh and their, their fixtures coming up in, in the coming weeks. Uh, Tom, um, you're the press officer at uh, Peter of Phantoms. What, what does that involve? What does what your role involve? So, at the moment, it's kind of myself and my colleague Emily. We're voluntarily looking after the social media and the website and stuff like that, just letting fans know everything they need to know and we will be doing sort of Twitter updates from the games and stuff like that when we kick off at the weekend so it's all of that kind of stuff that you'd associate really I don't know if you're a football fan or something like that the kind of thing you'd expect a press officer really just getting that info out to the fans No that's good excellent so it's, it's good to because you know the, the ice hockey in, in the city of Peterborough have been around since the early 80s obviously it started off as, as Pirates now Phantom since 2002 so it, it, the sport itself has you know certainly in, in the modern history of the city it's got quite a long standing um, presence hasn't it? Yeah it's, it's been around for a long time as you say with the Pirates before the Phantoms um, varying levels of success as the years have gone by but the last sort of maybe seven years have been some of the better years the club have had more sort of on a consistent basis so for myself it's been a nice time to be involved with it really because there's been trophies dotted around here and there quite a bit so I was looking at that actually the honours and that so uh, looking down the, so the list of, of what, what uh, the team have won and Autumn Cup winners 1819, South Cup winners 1819, South Playoff winners 1819, so uh, Playoff Championship winners in 2014 2015. So, like you say, uh, there's been a good amount of success in the last few years. Yeah, and I, I don't want to pump him up too much because I'm sure he'll enjoy it a little bit too much. But the key to that's really been the coach, Slava. He's come in and really got the team playing in a way that's just difficult to beat, and that's been proven with the trophies that we've won since he's been here, I think. And how has that differed then? What what difference has he made since coming in? I think, to be fair, it's it's like a you look after your own goal first. You make sure you're not conceding six, seven, eight goals a game. And then if you're keeping it down to two or three, you're giving, giving yourself a chance every weekend. So on the whole, obviously you have the odd blip, but on the whole it's been that way ever since he got here. And we've always had the players that can put the puck in the net the other end. And that's... Obviously equated to a few trophies in the last few years. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, um, I don't know, it, I'm a football fan, so if I compare it to what I know in that sense, so you know, in in, in, a fo- in football in terms, obviously the idea is to, to win by a, a nil scoreline. So you know, whether play teams pass the bus, part of the bus, or whether they just have a tight defence, whatever it is. 
so in ice hockey terms what is an acceptable or a good amount of goals to concede that you think you know this gives us a chance to because you, you, you're rarely if at all going to win by something nil are you in, in ice hockey yeah it doesn't happen that much where you win to nil you get the odd one and that's where your goalie will get excited I'm sure Jordan will, will listen to this and know what I mean because he he doesn't like hearing the word shut out at any point throughout the night until the final buzz is gone when it goes it's it's a good feeling obviously for him and for everyone to be fair but on the whole I think if you can keep it to around two or three you're giving yourself a chance and then it's just if the if the other team have played a good defensive game and they've shut you out a little bit better than that then obviously you'd be unlucky but probably yeah two, two or three keep it down to that you've got got a good chance yeah no that's good and I mean how often would you say in a season that, that a nil score occurs then does it ever occur I mean when was last time do you remember was it one last season or, or when do you when do you when you remember one occurring I'm sure there will have been last season I can't remember off the top of my head with it being a year and a half ago but I'm, I'm sure we've done it we've, we've been a good defensive team we've got two good goalies to be fair so it does happen from time to time when it happens it's I, I think it's probably more satisfying in a way than winning when you've conceded a couple because the goalie I don't know he might have let one in that he, he thinks he should have saved or something like that when the whole team can celebrate and your forwards have scored some goals and your goalie's not conceded any that's all you can ask for really and it probably gives them that extra boost for for the games that follow, I was gonna say yeah, because because the nil scoreline is rare. I guess it, it is a big boost for the for the goalkeeper. But on the flip side, if you if you're a team that loses by something to nil, that must be quite a shame as well, shouldn't it? Surely. Yeah, again, like you've said, it, it's not something that happens too much. And with hockey, where you play, usually you get two games a weekend every week for eight or nine months. So your next chance to put the puck in the net is only maximum a week away and you know you put it right there and then but I imagine it's it's a difficult one where you go through a few games where maybe an individual player hasn't scored or something like that they might get a little bit frustrated but the the chance is always coming the next chance is always coming with hockey so yeah absolutely brilliant so in terms of the club itself obviously you're your press officer so you're, you're involved certainly in, in off on, on off the off the rink activities um, Phantoms under new ownership since March March of this year, so looking forward now. So, what's the structure of the club now like, and, and what's the sort of aims going moving forward? Um, it's been a, a difficult kind of six months or so, sort of navigating out of the pandemic um, and getting everything ready finally to to get back to the season again. Because we thought we might be doing it kind of around this time last year, and then obviously that became quite clear it wasn't going to happen. And then it was January, and then anything after that, it kind of seemed a little bit too too much. So I think now we're here, obviously, really what everyone wants to do is just enjoy watching the sport again, because we've been without it for a year and a half. You know, any success on the ice would be really nice. I don't want to put too much pressure on Slava and his players, because the same with every team, to be fair. It will take him a while to get going again, because it's been 18 months, probably the longest some of the guys haven't been on the ice for since they first put a pair of skates on so it's hard, it's hard to put a a goal on it obviously I'm sure we'll be going competing for the trophies again that's always the aim it's always what you want to do it's why why the players play the game so that'll be the aim but you know I don't think anyone will be absolutely gutted if it doesn't happen this year because you know it'll just be back to it again and then 
get getting those feet moving and we'll see see how it goes yeah no that makes sense that makes sense I want to kind of go a bit more into what it's been like for the last sort of 18 months obviously whole of sports has been whole of the world has been affected not just sport but obviously we're talking about sport on this show so uh, let's talk about it in a moment um, stay with us it's just gone quarter past six and more from Tom Lee in a moment at Junction 17 you'll find cars that make dreams reality Junction 17 is Peterborough's family-run garage specialising in used prestige cars from quality brands like Aston Martin and Audi, Maserati and Porsche. All of our cars come with peace of mind car care and depending on your circumstances, we could even offer you 0% finance on your dream prestige car. Find us on Eagle Business Park, Yaxley or view, reserve or buy right now at junction17cars.co.uk Just your average night. Fraser's upstairs gaming online with his mates. Sophie's streaming her favourite tunes in her bedroom. Mum's downloading the latest drama box set. <laughs> and Dad's liking kitten videos on his phone. But this isn't your average night. Thanks to City Fibre's full fibre network, everyone's gaming, streaming and scrolling at breakneck speed. Join Peterborough's gigabit revolution today. Head to cityfibre.com PCR. Own a hybrid, petrol or diesel vehicle. How much is servicing and repair? <sighs> Oh dear. If you need an option other than main dealer, contact FRM Automotive. We service and repair all makes and models and won't invalidate your manufacturer's warranty. We also provide MOT testing, brakes, clutches, tyres and aircon repair and regas. FRM Automotive, Savile Road, Peterborough. See frmautomotive.co.uk. Honest work at affordable prices. You're listening to PCR Sports. You're listening to the PCR Sports Show on PCR FM with me, Dip Ham. I've just been chatting to Tom Lee from the Peterborough Phantoms about the uh, forthcoming ice hockey season, and, and he's been touching on what it's been like over the pandemic in the last sort of few months. The whole season's been cancelled, so obviously everyone's looking forward to, to the new season. So, Tom, what was he like? You know, obviously downing tools for, for oh, well over a year. It must have been a disappointment this time last year that, it, that things were ready to go, but then. Obviously, we couldn't for all good reasons, but now we're here now, aren't we? So, how has it been like for the club for the last sort of year and a half, and and, and the players as well, obviously, and the staff, the, the work behind the scenes, like yourself? It's been a tough one because when the pandemic sort of started, it was around the kind of time we finished, well, maybe two seasons ago now. Um, so, we didn't miss much towards the end of that season, but then the plan always was to build towards the new season as if it was going to be September and then if it wasn't we'd cross that bridge when we got to it and obviously in the end it wasn't and it didn't happen so it was a bit of a weird one when that happened because we'd announced all our well most of our players and everything was sort of gearing towards being ready to ready to go but obviously with the bigger picture and everything that's happened in the last year and a half it it would have been the wrong time to try and start playing ice hockey with a rink full of people every week everywhere around the country so it's understandable you know um, why the powers that be made those decisions and stuff like that it's not something that anyone's sort of bitter about or anything because in the bigger picture you know hockey's just a sport and there's more important things out there so I think it's just been keeping a level head really for the, the last year and a half and once it came to a point where it was like right this September it is going to happen it was then time to start building towards it and that's what we've been doing 
yeah no absolutely and, and as I say like like most of the sports it's just having to kind of navigate around it put in measures and, and, and what have you so um, on the playing side of things obviously things kick off tomorrow um, two pre-season games effectively like a I suppose a, a two-legged game almost isn't it two-legged match against Milton Keynes uh, first at Milton Keynes and then uh, the following day on Sunday back at Planet Ice so is that effectively like a pre-season friendly just to get things going again yeah the, the first two games this weekend are, are two pre-season games um, I'm not I'm not going to say friendly because it's Peterborough and Milton Keynes I know <laughs> football fans will agree that that's not a friendly game but it's the same in hockey and both teams will be going for it whether it's a a pre-season game or a league game they'll be going for it I'm sure so it should be an entertaining weekend I was going to ask actually so as a club then who are the, the biggest rivals for, for the Phantoms both in terms of maybe for success as well as geographically it's a tough one in terms of success this year because I don't think there's a team that looks necessarily weak I think um, the teams that weren't so good last year or last time we played were very good with how they have sort of navigated through the last year and a half and they've come out the other side with stronger teams and it's really hard to see who's going to be right up there because you always get the odd surprise where someone's higher than you'd expect and then geographically obviously it, it is Milton Keynes that's our nearest one and it's the one that I think a lot of fans look out for when uh, the fixtures come out when do we get to go to MK and then when they're coming to us so definitely them Brilliant. So, I mean, like I say, on on the footballing side as well, with with Posh, Milton Keynes are, are a, a strong and close rival as well. So, obviously, then back down down to actual competitive games. Basingstock Bison's away in the National Cup. So, I notice obviously there's a series of National Cup games before the actual league game starts. So, just tell us a bit about that format. Then it's effectively like playing the FA Cup before for the league games, isn't it? How does that is that is that right in assuming that? Yeah, it wasn't initially going to be that way. I don't think because it was going to be a ten ten team league, and unfortunately Hull had to pull out because of issues with their rink over the last year and a half. It just wasn't in a a state where it was ready to go now. So they had to pull out for a year and sort of the the league was in two divisions and they had to split it well it was split in half and they had to sort of cancel that so now everyone's playing each other a couple more times and they've put that cup in at the start so it's just I guess everyone knows it, it's going to be a bit of getting rid of the cobwebs and stuff like that and I think that's what the cup will be trying new things and trying to get a way of playing and everyone will be doing the same and then that gives you six odd weeks to prepare for the actual league when the points really do matter. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, and in terms of the actual competitiveness or, 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 or the sort of leagues that the, the, the fans are in, what's what's the sort of national league um, scene like in, in in the UK or in England? So it's the the second highest league you can you can play in. It's um it's a good level, but it does focus on sort of British players, whereas the the top league is very much dominated by imports from Canada and from Europe as well whereas in in the National League each team's only allowed two so it's it's good because it's competitive and every team can beat each other on any given night but it also does give the the young British players a chance which is a really important thing for the, the national team as well so yeah no that sounds good so in terms of the playing side of things and how are, how are preparations gone for the for the new season obviously chance to get players back in the ring bit of pre-season training get them up to fitness like I say just uh, you know we're, we're navigating through Covid in, in, in a better way now what's the is it the same roster as we would have had this time last year or has there been changes to the squad 
It's more or less the same team as it was going to be sort of this time last year. And in terms of the preparation and pre-season, it's, the guys have been back on the ice now. They've had a, a couple of sessions in the last few days where they've started to kind of get their feet under them again and get moving and just get used to sort of feeling the puck and like playing the game again almost. You know, it, It'll take a little bit of time to get into that. So you've got that and then the pre-season games and then the cup. I think all of that tied together with training in there is is going to give the guys what they need to be able to put on a, a good showing in the in the league season. No, brilliant. That's good. That's good. And in terms of the roster itself, um, any players that, that sort of stand out for you? you? Perhaps they're probably listening, or they might listen. Some sort of you, you, you're going to try and be sort of politically correct in that sense. But are there, are there any that catch your eye? I know there's a couple of youngsters who have come through the academy, the academy at the club. They're now um, with the first team, if you call it that. Um, Billy Thorpe, young 15, 16 year old lad, and, and Brad Bowering, is it? I think the other young lad. So I guess they're two young hopefuls, aren't they? They're coming through, which is probably an exciting time for them and maybe the fans as well. Yeah, Brad's been involved for a couple of years now, to be fair. Okay. Billy is sort of a, this will be his first year with the, the senior team. We've had a few. I mean, it's the, it's the club's ethos, really, when we can, to bring through our own homegrown players and, and give them a chance to play and improve because. They're not going to do that playing sort of further down in in leagues that don't sort of have maybe as much of a professional setup. So getting those those guys through is really important. And Brad is a, a good example of one that's done really well. You know, you wouldn't know that he was. I think he might be about nineteen ish now. Yeah. Um. You wouldn't you'd like you wouldn't know. You'd think he was twenty five the way he plays the game. So. You know, it's a, it's a good thing that the club do. But in terms of new guys, I think the the interesting one to see will be probably Duncan Spears because he's been playing up in the elite league, and the year that he did spend in Phantoms League before with Sheffield, I think he had pretty much a goal a game. So big things may be expected from the fans for him, but we'll see how he gets on. It's going to be an interesting one. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm, I'm just looking down the roster actually. So a couple of other teenagers, Ross Clark and Jasper Foster as well. Um, and Jane Jarvis Hunt as well. So there are there is a, a good spattering of youngsters in in the, in the squad, isn't there? Yeah. Are they, are they all locally homegrown, or there's some come from from? They are. Other than Jasper, Jasper's joined us this year. I think he was originally in Coventry, and then he moved on to Swindon, and now he's joined um, joined up with Phantoms. So he's a new one to sort of the Peterborough hockey scene, but I think he's one that's seen with a lot of potential and that sort of thing. And the other guys that you mentioned there. The same as Brad Bowering, been involved for a couple of years now. You know, week week to week, you see their improvement, and hopefully that will be something that will continue. Now we're we're back on the ice again. No, that's good. And how does how does squad sort of management and squad movement work in the hockey league? Obviously, in football, you transfer a player from one club to another for money, or if it comes to the end of their contract, they just leave on a free and then sign for another club. But in hockey, I guess transfer fees are probably not involved, are they? How how does that how does the the movement of players work? So generally, players sign for a year at a time, and then they're free to move if they want to at the end of the season. Um, occasionally, like we've got quite a few guys at the minute that have signed for two years, and then I think there was one down in Bracknell. I think it was their import signed for for three years, which is <coughs> pretty much unheard of, to be honest. But um, yeah, that that's sort of how it goes. And then if a player wants to leave mid-season, it, it tends to be a case of requesting release from the team that you play for they'll either say yes or no 
and if they say yes you can then go and talk to a, another team if that's what you want to do but are, are players kind of if they've played for let's say for example players played for Phantoms and it comes to, to December, January and they say oh, I want to leave mid-season and they leave are they is there a, such a situation where the registration of that player sits with Phantoms and he can't play for another team until next season or can he just literally go and walk into another side and play the rest of the season at another, another club yeah as long as the registration with the, the team he was at gets cancelled he, he can go and go and sign for another team we had one uh, it must have been the last season we played or the one before that where Martin Sisters who was with us a couple of years prior he was playing down in Invicta and he had a bit of a difficult time kind of adjusting to living down there and stuff like that so he requested to leave and he came back to, to Phantoms and I'm sure the fans that are, are listening tonight will agree with me that he was he was very good when he came back so you know it, it can work out nicely I suppose but from the, the Invicta standpoint I guess it was probably disappointing seeing one of their better yes. players leave and then so at the end of every season then I guess the whole of the whole pool of players that are playing in the league generally come up a come up to be available for any club to sign so how does the scouting or the recruitment system work at Phantom so how do you sort of entice players to say right come and come and play for us you know we're a good club to play good place to play how does that how would that work I think you can build a reputation and that's something that Phantoms have done quite well in the last few years because we've had guys that have come in for a couple of years done really well and then stepped up to the elite league and you know a couple of them now play or have played for for Great Britain as well so it's kind of like posh in a way where they do the young and hungry thing and sell the players on for millions and stuff like that obviously phantoms aren't getting millions but it's the same kind of thing where you can bring them through to help them progress and then they they can go on and when a player finishes his contract at a team they can go anyway can't they yeah but the temptation of coming here for a year or two progressing really well under a good coach and then potentially stepping up you know I think that's the way that Phantoms have been doing it more recently and I imagine that's what they'll probably carry on doing yeah yeah absolutely um, thank you Tom that's been a really good insight into Phantoms um, anything you want else you want to tell us about the club that I haven't kind of raised the subject of is anything you want to promote so talk about anything you're dying to say about the club that perhaps we haven't covered I think really just if you've if you've been to a game before if you've never been to a game before 5.30 Sunday evening Planet Ice Peterborough Phantoms against Milton Keynes you can pay on the door you can buy online however you want to do it just get down there give it a go and uh, hopefully you'll you'll fall in love with it, with it like uh, myself and all of our fans have done Fantastic thank you Tom um, stay with us just coming up to, just gone half past six so we're going to be talking posh uh, with Tom as well I found out Tom is actually a posh season ticket holder and our normal super fan Nilesh is in the studio as well so stay with us we're back in a moment Tough times call for kind measures, which is why Cross Keys Homes has set up a Be Kind fund. The aim of this fund is to help our tenants who may be struggling with the impact of COVID-19. If you rent a property from Cross Keys Homes, our Be Kind fund is here for you. Search online for the Cross Keys Homes Be Kind fund. Our place is legendary. Our place is iconic. Our place is the home of the UK's original burger. Our place is wimpy. So come on over to our place and rediscover the original quarter pounder with cheese, our all-day breakfasts, and the range of iconic thick shakes. All freshly prepared and served all day every day in our Westgate restaurant. Plus, for this month's special offers and to order a home delivery, search online for Wimpy Peterborough. 
Hi, it's David Edgeworth here, the local newsman. Come and join me on Sunday morning for the all-new Breakfast Show. I'll have all the best music to wake you up from your slumber. We'll have the extended weather forecast and we'll have a look into the latest technology news. Come and join me this Sunday morning from 7 till 9, right here on PCR 103.2 FM. You're listening to PCR Sports. Welcome back to the PCR Sports Show with me, Dipam. I'm in the studio here today with Tom Lee from the Peterborough Phantoms Ice Hockey Club and Nilesh, our posh superfan. But as it happens, uh, Tom is also a posh superfan, so they've got double delight from posh today, which is great. Um, I mentioned earlier we've got an exclusive interview with Darren Ferguson. Uh, He caught up with Kev Lawrence on the Breakfast Show, and uh, here's what he had to say. Morning, Kevin. You all right? Yeah, very well, thank you. It's been a while, hasn't it, since uh, since you've been able to look at a posh fixture, uh, the international break. Um, how have you been spending the international break, Darren? What have you been up to? Uh, we've been fairly busy, to be honest, in terms of training. We've not really had too many days off, given the weekend off. So, spent a bit of time with the family, which was nice. But apart from that, we've pretty much had them in. We've got a bit of work done to the ones that needed it. Um, so yeah, it's been a, a good couple of weeks. I think that the break came just at the right time for us, you know. What about the season so far? Championship football, of course, very different to League One football. How would you assess the players and, and the squad so far in the Championship, Darren? I think we've been, you could describe it as about 90 seconds away from a very good start. You know, last minute against Cardiff, last minute against West Brom. You probably look at another three points and you're probably saying, well, it's a, a steady start. And it, but it just goes to show, you know, the concentration levels are needed for every single minute of the game. Um, our away form's not been good, I have to say. In, in a game and a half away from home, one half we did okay. It's not been good. We've got a couple of away games coming up, so we need to seriously look at improving that. But our home form, as it has been for a couple of seasons, has been has been good. I watched the game against West Brom. It's obviously live on television, and I thought yeah. that the team were just fantastic. And it's heartbreaking to to see that goal go in late on. I mean, it must have been a real downer for the team. Yeah, they were they were down. They were down because they put so much into it. You know, you could see that. And uh, but we took quite a bit out of it. You know, we we stood up to them. It was just certainly their hardest game they've had this season. You know, they're a team that you would expect to be right up there. They play in a certain manner that you've got to. You've got to be strong mentally and physically to deal with. But I, I just felt we had opportunities in the counter-attack, which we didn't take. And our decision-making was poor at times. But no, the lads took a lot out of it. You know, straight after the game, the disappointment, when we analyse it a bit a bit better, you, you can take a lot of positives out of that game. And coming up next, two away games. Sheffield United away tomorrow, then Reading away in the week. <coughs> um, you know, two tough tests. It doesn't, honestly, you could go through the whole fixture list. It doesn't matter. They're tough games. But this is why we know we work so hard to get in the Championship. We, we want these sort of games. You know, going to Bramall Lane tomorrow, then Red on Tuesday. Then we've got Birmingham at home on the, on the Saturday when they'll take 4,500. So, it's all games we must look forward to. It's all games we must go into it uh, in a real positive frame of mind and, and, and go to try and enjoy it. Uh, but certainly... Uh, no, I've, I've been encouraged by certain things in the first five games. I certainly have. Yeah, and, and I think it's early stages still, isn't it? Only five games in and you know, you've picked points up and in, in games that you, where you've not got the points you, you perhaps thought you deserved, there's still been plenty there to feel encouraged by. Absolutely, and, and that's how you, you must look at it. You know, you, you analyse 
things we need to improve on. And obviously, you look at the, the good stuff and you want to continue doing that. I feel that we're in a better place now than we were at the start of the season in terms of one fitness for certain players, two players being fit, like Jack Taylor being back. Obviously, we've added Connor Coventry from West Ham, which was a good signing. So I think we're in a much better position now than we were at the start of the season. And finally, Darren, a message for the supporters who've been fantastic, haven't they? Oh, brilliant. I mean, I felt for them in the two last two home games, they've stuck with it right to the 95th, 96th minute, whatever it was. The Derby game as well. I mean, the three home games have been so exciting. You know, unfortunately for us, there have been two last-minute goals against us. The Derby game went for us. But the fans have been brilliant, absolutely superb. You know, and even, you know, the, the travelling support have been great. And I know we're taking a lot tomorrow. So I think it's important that we, we recognise that and we get a much better away performance because these, these guys are, you know, people are, are spending money in, in, in difficult times to come and support us. And we must get give them more to cheer about away tomorrow. Darren Ferguson there this morning catching up with Kev Lawrence on the breakfast show. Um, Nilesh, if I come to you. Um, sort of defiant yet hopeful sort of views from, from Darren Ferguson there um, personally reaching out to the likes of yourself and Tom saying that you know applauding the fans for being there this season yes it's early days but he's, he's hopeful that things can turn around and uh, he mentioned that the away form had been great and mm. as luck would have it the next two games are away <laughs> Sheffield United and Reading <laughs> yeah two tough tests um, Sheffield United ex-Premier League coming down you know they've not had a great start to the season but um that doesn't make it any easier going tomorrow. They've had a two-week break themselves as well. Some of the players have been away for the club, obviously, from a Sheffield perspective on an international duty. They've, they'll have they come back refreshed, re-energised um, and focused again on turning their fortunes round. So it's going to be a very difficult game for us at a venue that um, where the crowd can get behind their, uh, their playing team. So, yeah, a tough game for us, but an opportunity also for us. And hopefully these two weeks that we've had off um, from a posh perspective, We've had two full weeks of training. You know, the, none of the players have been away on international duty, so they've been able to work on them I mean, on a consistent basis um, with a training match between them, as well as getting some conditioning and fitness into those players that have needed it. So um, there's certainly lots of optimism still hanging around um, at London Road, um, and, uh, and quite rightly so, because the performances we've had at home if we can transfer some of those um, moments, elements into our away performances, there's no reason why we can't uh, compete tomorrow against Sheffield United. It is. I mean, Sheffield United, are, I, I get a feeling are in a false position in, in that league because they're, they're struggling to score goals. Um, they've got forwards that, that, that value around £50 million. Pounds. They've spent an <laughs> awful lot on that on that forward line. Um, I, I, I know, because I'm, I'm a Liverpool fan, I know they've paid a lot of money for Rian Brewster. I think it was about £20 million. Pounds. Um, so that is nearly half the value he's got. They've got Oliver McBurney, who's a Scottish international. Billy Sharp, um, uh, Oliver Burke, who, who I know has been West Brom and, and, and other players. David McAldrick, Irish uh, player. So that's just the forward line. Um, you look at the midfield: Gibbs White, um, Oliver Norwood sounds like our Oliver Norwood. <laughs> um, Berger who's a Norwegian international. John Fleck, Scottish. Um, and the names just go on they are Premier League level team and they're just absolutely just to see, uh, you know, flattering to see, aren't they? Yeah, at the moment, they're um, yes, they are struggling. But you look at the number of performance, uh, sorry, performance appearances they've got in um, from a championship level compared to the posh. You know, you'd expect them to beat us tomorrow. But um, 
you know we've played well at home and we've just got to transfer some of that form some of the energy levels I think as well and confidence I think um, we've been lacking sometimes I think we've been a little bit naive and um, sat off um, teams but if we can go out there and um, put in a level performance that we did against West Brom certainly um, and be a little bit more composed up front when we've got those opportunities because those opportunities don't come around very very often in the championship level compared to League One so the guys that do get those chances have really got to take them tomorrow and um, if we can get in front tomorrow um, and then perform as well as we have done as a unit defensively you know defending from the front then we've got a real chance of getting three points tomorrow away from home no absolutely and I think the confidence will be there like I say it is a tough place to probably go Sheffield United Bramwell Lane the crowd are close to the pitch um, they've got a capacity of I think 30 plus thousand something like that so it's quite a big sizable amount of uh, 32,000 actually all seater and so whether they feel it or not I don't know but there'll certainly be a big crowd there uh, and, and Posh will take a good following Sheffield's not a, a, a difficult place to get to um, no you know we'll be taking 2,000 there tomorrow you know Tom's just mentioned he's going to go up on the train I'm going up in the car you know there'll be there'll be a cracking following tomorrow and it's one of those places where you, if you can get behind the lads the atmosphere will be generated by the Posh um, and hopefully we'll have something to shout about um, especially with three points yeah no let's say fingers crossed so just touching on the West Brom game, it's, it was a while ago. <laughs> I, I watched it on, on live on Sky, like many did, and I know you, you guys were probably there in the, in, 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 uh, the Western Home Stadium. Absolute kick in the teeth because I, I thought Posh played brilliantly. It was a, a dogged performance. They battled well, certainly deserved a point, maybe more. And then there's just that hammer blow right at the end. Yeah, complete kick in the teeth, and that injury time only really came about because of Sheff- so Sheffield, because of uh, West Brom's tactics of fetching a, a hoodie from the crowd. That was wipe, crazy. Yeah, to wipe the ball. I mean, yeah, I was infuriated at that. You know, I don't mind if there's a towel. You know, if each ball boy's got a towel, that's I suppose allowed. But to go into the crowd to get a, a hoodie to then give that hoodie back to the crowd, um, yeah, which caused you know that was the reason effectively we had that time added on and it cost posh in the end um a much a much valuable point and a deserved point um and as darren's mentioned in his interview as well earlier that um you know the fans are sticking with the club at the moment and the players because they can see they're putting their heart and soul into it and we've just got to maintain those levels um going forward I mean, the, the Towelgate situation it was a bit <laughs> it, was, it, it was it was explained on sky that west brom took a load of towels with them to the Blackburn game prior to the Posh game and um, they were kind of reprimanded for it because of the Covid situation that they were just using towels randomly and, and therefore they were towels banned so that's where the hoodie came in yeah yeah the because fans, towels weren't available yeah so the away fans there have you know used their nows I suppose and um, when they've had throw-ins in that corner down at the away end um, the players have gone over and grabbed that hoodie and uh, and wiped the ball you know and that just shows you know the tactical um awareness of I suppose they're using it to their advantage at that point they were using a, a hoodie given to them by the away fans it wasn't a towel as such but credit to Posh they defended those situations well um, it's just a kick in the teeth as you say in those last moments they've managed to break down the right hand side and um, and score um, and left us with no time whatsoever to uh, to come back at them yeah because I, I, th- I always thought I mean it surprised me when the, when the hoodie came out of the crowd because I thought there would be some I mean because you don't know about all the rules in football especially on the administrative side I thought there might be a rule that says you can't use 
that sort of aid from the crowd because <laughs> I know when someone's taking a throw in apart from the goalkeeper I think you're not allowed to wear gloves or, or I suppose players do wear gloves but there are certain rules that yeah. how you take when you take throw-ins and that so I always thought that it, it, some, it just shouldn't have happened you know I can understand the towel side of it that you know if both teams had the opportunity to use those towels I can see the fairness in that but in this instance they were using it to their advantage but it's also you know the time wasting element of it as well it was yes they were using it to their advantage but the referee had to be stronger at that point and um, you know even from a a stewarding perspective as well perhaps the stewards could have interjected in that as well but I appreciate that's not for them to get involved in but um, yeah if I'd have been there I can assure you they'd have done it once but they wouldn't have done it again no absolutely and I know there was a uh, certainly a, a very animated chat between Darren Ferguson and their manager at the end of the, uh, at the final whistle just on the edge of the pitch and uh, words were exchanged and I imagine Darren like you said the team weren't happy he probably wasn't happy um, it's always you know it's always harsh to lose a game that late anyway but then you know there's other factors like you say that come into it that's, that's contributed to that yeah we didn't you know we didn't create much ourselves to be honest you know um Sheffield West Brom as well you know it was a a fairly even game neither keepers had a real save to make in that um, in that match which probably makes it even worse you can understand if um, they were bombarding us and Christy Pims had to make half a dozen world worldy saves so that's where I think the kick in the teeth came that it was again the last minute but just the manner of it and the time that was added on was because of their 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 um, gamesmanship shall we say and um, using using that um, using that hoodie from the crowd yeah absolutely shame so Tom were you along at that game did you go to the West Brom game or watch it on TV yeah I was there it was uh, there was kind of always a, a bit of doubt in my mind when we were going into stoppage time we saw how, how many minutes there were and then just bearing in mind what had happened against Cardiff a few days before I just it, it got to the point in stoppage time where there was that doubt but it was almost like okay maybe we're actually going to get over the line this time <laughs> and then bang we didn't and it was like it was, what yeah, do you do I think that, that, that's something I'm hoping that we've you know the club and the, certainly the players will learn it's just game management as well you know going into those last few few minutes and you know posh of are always a side that um, you know don't like to sit back and you know like to play attacking football but I think we've got to try and perhaps curb those instincts certainly in the championship because um, we've got to do everything we can do to um, to source those points you look at the table you know if we'd have had those two points from the Cardiff game the point against West Brom would be in mid-table and um, you know thinking you know this is all rosy but um, perhaps perhaps it's a great leveller perhaps it keeps our uh, head screwed on um, because we don't want to get too carried away just yet we've got another group of six games coming up now another block of six games between now and the next international break so by that point we'll be virtually 25% into the season as well and that'll be a good gauge as to see how well we're going to do this season and uh, and the performances and the points levels and uh, we'll see see where we'll end up um, you know, after these next six games and they're not easy six games either we shall see. Uh, stay with us. Uh, we're just going to take a short break. It's just gone quarter seven. You're listening, listening to PCR Sports. German Donner Kebab in Peterborough. Enjoy that delicious German Donner Kebab taste. 
succulent meats, freshly chopped salad and vegetables, signature sauces, and our toasted waffle bread. Freshly made every time. Try our original German Doner Kebab, the KCAL, the Gym Box, and so much more. German Doner Kebab. Kebabs done right. Open 11 till 10 on 48 Bridge Street, Peterborough, for takeaway and delivery through Uber Eats, Deliveroo, and Just Eat. It's time to choose your perfect new symphony kitchen at Kelly Vision. We now offer a free kitchen design and quotation service, backed up by our expert installation team. You can also choose your freestanding and built-in appliances in store at Kelly Vision from leading brands like Bosch, Neff, Siemens, Smeg, Hotpoint, Indesit and Liebherr. Kelly Vision, Broad Street, Whittlesea. Your award-winning independent retailer. Call Peterborough 208787 or visit kellyvision-peterborough.co.uk. Ever wanted to advertise your business on the radio? Then you should consider advertising on PCRFM. It isn't as expensive as you might think, and it's a really good way to reach out to your potential customers in the Peterborough area. PCRFM broadcasts to the whole of the city and has the potential to reach over 200,000 listeners who live and work here. That's a lot of people who could be interested in your business, and all you need to do is tell them about it. We have advertising and sponsorship packages to suit every budget, with spot rates as low as £3.60. So, every time your professionally produced commercial is played on the air with PCR, it means more customers will know about your business. To find out more about advertising on the only local station in Peterborough, call the PCR sales team on Peterborough 237777 or email sales at pcrfm.co.uk. You're listening to PCR Sports. Welcome back to the PCR Sports Show. Uh, we've been talking about uh, Peter of Phantoms in the first half of the show and now talking about Posh uh, with Nilesh, our super fan, and, and Tom Lee from, from the Phantoms. If you do want to listen back to any of the show, if you've missed it or if you've just joined us, then go to our website, pcrfm.co.uk press on listen again and you can listen to our show again after seven o'clock um so do make sure you listen all uh, right we'll be talking about posh um away at sheffield united tomorrow um you're both going um what sheffield like to visit as a city what's it <laughs> going to be like for fans going there <laughs> it's a great city yeah definitely you've got plenty to do there um you can tell obviously the, dis- the distance the short distance helps with the numbers that are going tomorrow as well um yeah, there's plenty of um, pubs, restaurants, um, yeah, to to attend to, definitely. Um, and <laughs> as Tom and I have discussed, we'll certainly be at a few of them um, pre-match tomorrow, that's for sure. But um, yeah, it's only a short distance. What is it, fifty odd miles? Um, it's 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 a relative uh, short trip, hour and a half, two hours at most up the road. Um, fairly easy in terms of uh, finding the ground. So um, yeah, it. It'll be a good day out, which will be defined, as always, by the 90 minutes between uh, three and uh, quarter to five. Absolutely. Tom, looking forward to the trip tomorrow? Yeah, I think just echoing everything Nilesh has just said, to be fair, is, you know, you, you can have a, a good day out with your mates and all of that sort of thing, but then it, it's never quite so good when come quarter to five if you've, if you've not got the points. So that that's kind of the 
decide in fact whether it'll be a good day or not but obviously we'll make the best of it either way so yeah, no, it'll absolutely. be a good one absolutely um, and then obviously Tuesday Reading away um, <laughs> another <laughs> difficult game um, at Majeski Stadium uh, you're both going to that one as well I presume yeah. so how's that looking? Yeah, it's a, a ground that um, we've not done terribly well at for memory. Um, I remember a 2-2 there um, when Reading were aiming for promotion, but a previous visit, I think we've lost 6-1, um, rings a bell. Um, so yeah, not a great uh, hunting ground for the posh, but um, in terms of this season and where we are now, Reading, you know, there is some uh, upheaval at the club there. The fans are certainly unhappy with the way the club is being run. Performances haven't been great, obviously, from their perspective as well. So, even if we are only what it'll be seven games in into when we six games in when we come to Reading, um, you know, it's that proverbial six pointer where we've got to go um, and get a point, if not a win, um, and certainly start picking up these points away from home, as Darren has uh, mentioned in his interview earlier as well that yes you know we've performed pretty well at home and picked up four points from those three games and um, we've got to start picking up points away from home as well if we've got any uh, ambitions to um, you know compete at this level yeah no absolutely and Reading uh, 21st in the league Posher 20th Sheffield United 23rd you'd you'd sort of fancy Sheffield United eventually get it together and, and move up the table but Reading like you say it's more of a six-pointer because Reading have been yes they've been a presence in, in, in the championship for a while but They've never really kind of um, set the world alight in that sense, have they? They've just been a steady team, mid-table, maybe slightly top half sometimes. Again, other seasons they've struggled as well. So it, it is a six-pointer, isn't it, Tom? I think so. But I, I do also think Red Redding are probably in a bit of a false position themselves. I, I think they had a fairly decent year last year without sort of causing too many upsets. But then they've lost a few players, had a few problems and... Only sort of in the last couple of days of the window they started getting their, their signings in. So they've obviously had two weeks to work with them now, so it'll be interesting to see how they how they shape up and things like that. But you'd, li- you'd like to think if Posh can go and put on a display like they did against Cardiff, maybe, and parts of the West Brom game, you, you know, you'd, you'd like to think there's, there's a chance at three points there, I think. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think it all just comes down to as well how we get on tomorrow. You know, you take these, you know, we're looking at these blocks of games. We've had the first five, the international break, you know. Yes, it's been advantageous for us, hopefully, but we'll only know how advantageous it's been with these next two games now um, and how well those players have responded to the extra training, the extra... Um, Education, I suppose that the that Darren and his coaching team have put into those players as well to to bring them up to uh, speed and um, you know help with their mentality more than anything and their confidence levels. So, yeah, two tough away games, but um, I'm uh, quietly optimistic that we'll at least come away with a win from one of those two. Yeah, no, that's good. I was going to ask you both actually score predictions for firstly for Sheffield United tomorrow. Um, I think we'll take a point tomorrow. I, I, I can't. I won't ever. I don't think I'll ever predict Posh to lose. To be honest. Um, so, yeah, we'll take a point tomorrow, and then just uh, Reading will go and win there on a on a Tuesday night where there won't be many Reading fans, um, relatively speaking, and um, it'll just be one of those nights. Hopefully, where the three, four, five hundred Posh fans that are able to make it on Tuesday night will be rewarded with three points. Sounds good, Tom. What do you think? I'm normally quite pessimistic with uh, <laughs> with this sort of thing, but you know what? For the next two, I'm going to go one all tomorrow, which I'm sure every posh fan will probably take a point. 
and then we're going to go to Reading and win 3-1 <laughs> Brilliant <laughs> On the flip side knowing Posh we'll probably go and win tomorrow putting a sterling performance and we then expect to go to Reading and win and we'll probably go and get beaten 3-0 or something That would but not that, surprise me either. No and that's typical Posh all over so um yeah, let's start with tomorrow first. Cliche again, one, one game at a time. See where we are after uh, five o'clock tomorrow, and then uh, and uh, hopefully go to Reading in uh, good spirits. Yeah, posh United, the uh, bookmakers' nightmare, aren't they? Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I, I certainly, <laughs> like the punters. Yeah, I certainly as a posh fan, I would you know if I was doing an accumulator, I'd never put posh on there. And the number of posh fans or friends that I know that put Peter United in their accumulator on a Saturday and then start cursing them when they've let them down, I just don't get it. You know, if you. If I can recommend one thing, just do not put posh in your accumulator. <laughs> Absolutely right. Um, the, uh, looking at the sort of Reading squad, uh, you mentioned a couple of signings there that they'd made deadline. They've got Danny Drinkwater on loan from, from Chelsea. Uh, Junior Hoyler, who's a Canadian player, who's been around the Premier League and, and, and a useful sort of wide forward. Um, Ovi Ajaria, I know. I think I think I know, I know him from the Liverpool sort of ranks. Um, Scott Dan, a known defender, sort of travelled. Uh, players, so there's, there's a, again they've got a scattering of some some decent players in there. Um, it's a case of like I say how posh deal with it and how how they how they get on. I mean the, the squad doesn't look as good as the Sheffield United one on paper, but there's still some useful players in there. Yeah, we talk about the names, don't we? Again, and I think this is where we've perhaps got to get over ourselves as our fans as well and the players. Hopefully, trying to ignore the reputation that those players have got. You know, we've talked about. You know, Harry Wilson being over at Fulham, for example, Conor Hoonahan, you know, signing for Sheffield United. We talked about those Reading players as well. You know, yes, they've got championship experience. Yes, they've played at higher levels potentially, but we've got to we've got to play our game. We've got to impose our uh, style of football. Um, you know, we're good players. You know, we're a club that wants to be on the up. We want to be in the championship and. Um, some of those players have really got to step up tomorrow and then for the next uh, 40 odd games as well and hopefully that will put us in a you know a decent position at the end of the season um, and ensure that we play championship football for next year Brilliant, that's really good Gentlemen, time has caught us up it's been an absolute pleasure listening to you both talking to you both, it's been amazing Tom, thank you very much well, Thanks for having me on for having the Phantoms talk uh, you have got a role at Posh, which we can't go into next time. Uh, this time, but we'll have you back on next time to talk more about that. I think that'll be interesting. Yeah, Nilesh, pleasure as always. Thank you for your insights. Right, cheers, and, and guys. On Posh, uh, those of you listening, if uh, you're travelling to Posh games tomorrow, then stay safe. Have a good good time. Uh, if you're playing sport, obviously, give it your best and uh, and, and again, stay safe and, and do what you can. We'll be back same time, same place next week, six till seven p.m. here on PCR FM. You've been listening to Dipham and the PCR Sports Show. See you soon. Take care. Bye.